What's up, Tough Family? Sean Cade here, one of your co-hosts of When the Going Gets Tough podcast. I'd like to start off by saying apologies for the delay on this pod. Normally, we drop at 6 a.m. on Mondays, but I got a little carried away with all the running this weekend in the Super Bowl and totally forgot to edit the podcast, so that's my bad. Thank you guys so much for your continued listening. Thank you for your continued support. Adam and I are doing our best to continue to elevate the quality of the podcasts we're working on, bringing on lots of amazing guests, opening up to different topics, different uh, avenues of sport and exercise. And we really want this to be an involved conversation that you guys feel like you're a part of. So if you feel like that, so glad. If you don't, reach out, give us some feedback, uh, let us know what we can do better. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Get out there, mother toughers. Peace. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of When the Going Gets Tough in a more traditional format of just Sean and Adam talking, <laughs> chatting, having a conversation. Sean, how are Sean. You? Dude, I'm great, man. How are you? I'm good. I, uh, I really can't complain. I kind of had a... It was a hot week to start, and then it's been super chill. And I've definitely not been literally binge watching a show a lot during this week. What like show? I'm, you're not gonna know what it is. It's an anime. It's like it's called Tokyo oh. Revengers. But it was like I I watched okay. the first episode with my old neighbor in South Carolina when I lived with my parents, and we were like, oh, that was pretty good. And then we never watched another episode. And then I watched episode two, and I was like, that was pretty good. I watched episode three and I was like, dang, okay, okay. And then I watched 24 episodes in three days and then was like, <laughs> but they're like 20 minutes each. So like they're pretty okay. easy to like binge. But like now I'm on season two and I'm like, dang. So that's really only like like eight or 10 regular TV shows. Like, yeah. If you're like Netflix binging, which like all of them now are like an hour. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's crazy. Basically one episode's like two to three of one of these shows, which is why it works yeah. for me because I could like knock out an episode and then go do stuff through. Dude, but yeah how about yourself <laughs> not, Dude, not being been... able to binge a whole show unlike me i'm guessing <laughs> no yeah i have not been doing that um but no zoe and i have been we've been watching a, a good amount of tv just because the weather's so crappy and sun mm. goes down so early so it's just fun i like that like this time of year just like kind of leaning into the cozy vibes hanging mm. out but um no this week's been what it's been it's been pretty wild. We, uh, yeah, hit the ground running work-wise. Um, and yeah, man, the life of sales is like a roller coaster. Mm. It's honestly just like, it's just like ultra running. <laughs> it's like, I believe it. there's, there's highs and lows. And like, you can have a week where like every other day your run feels amazing. And every other day your run feels like crap. And I feel like that's kind of how work has been where it's like one day I have a bunch of leads and I'm just like, trying to keep up hardly have enough time and the next day i'm just like what am i doing like yeah. do i have enough go like i don't have enough going on and i need to like generate some more activity and you just kind of feel like you're just crawling uphill but yeah it's at been least, fun at least it's uphill yeah oh, at least you're not yeah. sliding on your face down yeah it's all <laughs> up from here dude it's crazy <laughs> yeah that's yeah. crazy I mean, I like the analogy where it's like the runner's high versus that, but I do think like the kryptonite is just like not being productive and like feeling like you're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. And then that just becomes like, not even like, 
it's not really even a bad thing, but it's more just a mentally bad thing for me at least. Yeah. Because then I get in a vicious cycle of like, dude, you're just not doing anything productive. What are you even doing? Yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel that hardcore. I'm like, when I'm doing things that are kind of long-term, like planting seeds that are not going to like immediately present like business or activity, I'm like, it's not enough. Like I could always do more. Mm. I should be doing more. Like I haven't knocked on enough doors. I haven't called enough people. And then like, you know, you plant one of those seeds and like the next day, like you're getting a bunch of activity from it, but you had to like sit around that afternoon and like hope that it was going to work, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, it's been good. I've been proud of myself because this week has been super busy, but I have been, my running's been great. I've been consistent training this week i've been eating way more mm. and i've been eating more protein that's good that's all good those are all good things yeah and uh and i hit the gym twice per adam's uh little resistance training routine he's got set up for me john's got a full body pull and a full body push it's been just awesome two, yeah. just two days i think that that is a program and this is not a plug, but it is totally a plug that if people wanted to contact me further, I would be more than happy to share that after further discussion of what your goals are. But I think, I mean, we were yeah. talking about a little bit on the phone, but I kind of want you to talk about it. So it's not just me going because organically you brought up a lot of points that I have hashed out like, yeah, I don't know, annoyingly to the rest of the fans. So I'm curious to see what you think. And <laughs> yeah. What you said. I guess, yeah, we can just dive into it. I I knew for a long time that I needed to be doing some kind of, you know, weight training in addition to running. Uh, not just for, like, being better at running, because I don't think, like, at the end of the day, like, lifting weights doesn't make you better at running, but if it can keep you healthy – then you can be better at running because it helps you stay healthy in the mm -hmm. sport. So it's definitely something that I, I've known for a long time is like, I should be doing that. I just don't like doing it. I don't, I feel like a freaking clown in a weight room, <laughs> like, which is funny. Cause I have enough experience to like, I know how to do lifts. Like I know I just, it's like the programming that always throws me. Cause I'm just like, which here's the shameless plug to anyone listening. Like, having a program from Adam made it so much easier for me to feel confident and feel like I'm not going to waste multiple mm. hours in the gym that I need to be spending doing other stuff. Like, honestly, I have it dialed to like 45 minutes, like the amount of time I spend in there. That's money. Which is awesome. And I think like, hopefully those 45 minutes will be more and more productive, like the stronger I get, but you know, even just starting out, it's like, a couple of things I noticed were like I activate I'm because what Adam like you wrote was like it was like a, a one to two warm-up sets and then one working set so it's like mm -hmm. very low volume but it was it still like feels like I'm working with that working set and it's like wow that's activating a lot of muscles and it's like activating especially things in my glutes and my like posterior chain on my back activating things that like I don't typically feel firing when I'm running. So it was super satisfying to like feel those muscles working and straining 
And then also it was like really helpful to notice where I have like some deficits and I could pinpoint like, okay, my left hamstring is actually way stronger than my right hamstring, which is weird because my left hamstring is the one that usually hurts all the time. And my right one, I never feel it, but I'm like, that's probably the problem because if I can't feel it, it's not firing. It's not active. It's not activated when I'm running. And then all of the strain and like I'm overcompensating on my left side. So even though it's easier for me to move weight on my left side, it's my right side. That's like causing the problems, you know? Yeah. That's super cool. I do love that part of it. It's like, always surprising well also you're right-handed so like a lot of times it's left foot dominant when it comes to not activities isn't like kicking a ball but like if you're doing a layup with basketball for example or you're jumping like your plant foot's usually your left foot if you're right hand yeah mm-hmm. so like that leg tends to be just overall better and like knows how to activate and i guess fire because it's been doing that like triple yep. jump and long jump and stuff like that in track field it's like you play i would always plant left foot and same thing with hurdles mm-hmm. like i'm planning left foot to go because it's like a right. cross body yeah it's exactly like you always yeah you have more balance yeah so that yeah. actually does make sense but that that is funny how you're like oh my left hamstring's got to be the problem and you're like well actually no it's yeah the right one that is the problem it's causing yeah actually i need to stretch the right one more it's not like it's, you would think like oh the pain is coming from the left side I need to stretch that more it's like actually I'm immobile on my right side, which is where I need to focus on like spending extra time. And it feels kind of wrong to like do multiple reps on one side and then not do them on the other side. Cause I'll like, I'll do two or three more on my left side or sorry, on my right side. Like I was doing RDLs and I'm like, I need to do a few more and like, hamstring curls on the machine mm-hmm. like i'm doing a few more on my right side just trying to like bring it up to speed so you've been which I think, like single leg yeah i think nice. you can overdo it but like i'm sure i would notice like oh okay now i'm going the other direction where <laughs> like my right leg is too strong and then you're like okay i gotta even out well but it's I, always gonna be a battle you know I, I think you're gonna you're gonna get to a point where like once it becomes even you just <clears> go in double leg um, yeah. me personally like i was doing a lot of single leg and like acl recovery and then the once my right leg was compensating i can feel it's compensating it's like now i do all double leg and i i just i do focus on the right leg though because i can yeah. tell if i'm pushing or pulling too much with my left and i'm like okay yeah. okay brain tell my right leg to go and then i'll just mm-hmm. like shoot right from there and just make sure i'm putting as much effort in that side yeah i think that translates into running too like i i saw um my massage therapist and she was telling me like she's had she had a, a friend of mine who's running and she had him switch um his it was lee lee jarvis mm-hmm. um she had a friend of mine switch his like lead foot when he was running and like i always lead with my left foot when i'm climbing like when i'm going uphill and i always lead with my right foot when i'm going downhill which is really interesting but um, she was telling me, like, try to switch that in your mind. And I think that's the same as, like, doing, like, a double-legged, like, hamstring curl. Like, you can feel, like, which one is doing more work. Or, like, when I'm doing, like, straight bar curls, I can tell my right arm is pulling way more of the weight up than, like, yeah. my left arm is, like, really, like, activating my shoulder to try to, like, compensate. Yeah, you so, need your glutes and your hips sometimes on curls. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how, like the whole body will work together to try to like supplement one area that's struggling. But 
Yeah, it's definitely been fun. I mean, I still feel like a clown, but I warm up on the rowing machine, which is super nostalgic. And then, <laughs> and then, know. and I like cry when I look at my like my 500 meter splits, like 215. I'm like, dang. Ugh. Like in the old days, we'd always try to hang out around two or faster than that. Um, so funny. But, but yeah, things I've really enjoyed are like feeling those muscles activating. And then it's crazy. Like when I go to crack my back, like if I'm, if I'm stretching like the day after I lift, everything like clears everything cracks it's amazing and then like you i used to think like oh if i lift so much like if i lift or if i lift too much then i'll be too tight like i'll be more tight i'm already so tight all the time from running like i don't need to add more tension yeah and then it's like wait my shoulders feel better like my back feels better my hips feel looser it's easier to stretch i will say one thing i think people don't understand is that the training style I'm telling you to do is full range of motion in every single movement. So, I mean, if you're doing a lat pull down, the idea is you go up. If you're not watching video, I'm extending my arms all the way to the point where yeah. like there's zero contraction besides like my elbows aren't locked, but they're straight. It's like isometric and, at that point. Exactly. So then it's stretching out your lats and then you're pulling all the way back down mm-hmm. to the very bottom. And that's different from somebody that's doing a lat pull down at a bent elbow yeah they like just kind of touch their chest because they're not contracting their back at the bottom like the same way you've seen people do pull-ups before where they're going like one two but you're like yeah. your elbows are like halfway down like that's not a full pull-up so doing full range of motion hey way sh- to call me out like that <laughs> well, i'm not going yeah i don't know if you do pull-ups like <laughs> no, no. i haven't seen them i don't have the receipts but i mean it's one of those <laughs> things where if you're doing full range of motion a lot of times you're not you're you're strengthening the muscle not stretching, yep. sorry, stretching the muscle in. You're lengthening all the way out. You're lengthening it and stretching it, and then you're building that strength in the stretched position and the lengthened mm-hmm. position. So it's like that might have been just too many words, but basically, since you're doing full range of motion, your body's getting comfortable being fully lengthened and stretched out, but at the yeah. same time, you're contracting the muscle in the proper way, allowing yeah. you to become strong and like very good and healthy positions. You're still maintaining that tension at length. I think that's the difference is like, yeah, when you only, when you don't experience that full, and I think that's like, not to get too scientific, if Trace was on here, he would probably correct me, but I think that has a lot more to do with like your, you know, your nerves firing like all the way up and down, like the kinetic chain, as opposed to like what they are used to, what your body is like familiar with, like the way you either lengthen all the way out or don't is like, that's the extent that your, that your um, nervous system is going to fire when you are activating those muscles. And so they're Mm -hmm. not going to be comfortable at that full length because there's not those synapses, like making good connections all the way down. I mean, that would make sense. Like if you do something like, like yesterday, for example, I was doing hack squat and Paige did legs with me. Have you ever done a hack squat machine? Mm -mm. It's on. Oh yeah, I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but basically like you pull the slider and you start going down and immediately you get like scared as soon as you start going down. And you're like, I was far enough. I was definitely far enough. And you're like, no, I wasn't. You look in the mirror and then like slowly, but truly, all like, the way down. Exactly. You go all the way down, but it's, it's not even heavy. It's almost like your body just doesn't know what to do. Yeah. It's, it's like, weird. I'm it's not, such a weird feeling. I'm not used to being here. Like last week I did it with Jason and I had 45s on each side and I was like, 
I did six reps and failed on my warm up set. And I was like, what the? I was like, that wasn't, that was not my working set. I shouldn't be failing at six. And then I was like, okay, let's reposition the feet and let's just like think about the motion and think about where I should be pushing in what mm-hmm. parts of my body, like ankle mobility, making sure I'm like using that properly. And then I bust out 12 reps with the same weight for my working set. And I was like, it was such like a brain connection between mm. everything moving. And it was just a bunch yeah. of moving parts going into it. But it wasn't get- that you weren't strong enough. It was just that you weren't making those mind body connections when you were trying to move the weight. Yeah. And it's an uncomfortable position. And sometimes like you subconsciously just bail. Yeah. It feels like it's going to be dangerous. So you're like, yes. I can't do it. Yeah. Hold on, I'm done. And you just bail out. Yeah. And you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. But yeah, that makes sense. That's interesting. I also thought it was funny. What it, your favorite body parts to hit, I believe, are all the non-flashy ones, which is very <laughs> Sean of you to say. Yeah. Like, well, actually, I prefer. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I really liked like the glute activating stuff. Felt really good. I felt really strong. And then like the back, like back stuff was it was cool. Like feeling that activation throughout like my whole like spine and just like. Yeah, like the hamstring stuff. And you were like, dude, that's like you're such an anti-bodybuilder. You're, you're so anti-gym, bro. It's hysterical. Dude, it's hilarious. Well, it's Go not ahead. even on purpose. I'm just thinking about, oh, like what's going to be the most useful for running? Yeah, which is like, cool. It's totally going to be my hamstrings and my butt. <laughs> and that's the thing is like you're training technically like a bodybuilder, but you're going into it with the intention of improving your running. Yeah. So I think with that intention, it will work in that favor towards you even though it would work, even if you were training for a different purpose, I think just having that mindset and that idea will in a way, what's the word like placebo help you running, even if it wasn't like it was already yeah. going to help you running, but it's going to have a further impact. Cause I think you're intentionally training for one specific goal. Yeah. And it, and even, yeah, you're right. There is something to it where it's like, even if like I could activate those muscles without lifting weights, it's like just, the experience of feeling them it gives my my mind a sense of like control over that part of my body where i'm like okay like i know what it feels like i i know what it feels like to not fire on that right hamstring so now i'm gonna like really think about it when i'm running and i'm gonna notice it and i'm gonna be able to compare it to my like previous experience and then that like that feeling is gonna affirm that i'm like using that muscle correctly and then i'm going to want to keep doing that and i think yeah it's funny because like lifting has always seemed like such a i don't know it's just maybe it's just the way that i went about it back in the day but because like you know my body type like i can put on muscle mass Mm -hmm. it's just the way that i do it doesn't feel like the way i did in college it just didn't feel good ever i wasn't like man, that felt great. I want to go do that again tomorrow. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like something's going to rip or tear. And like, I just ugh, don't feel excited about, you know, the way I'm going to feel after this. Yeah. I would say it was probably, it probably would be easy for you to put on muscle mass pretty quickly, but you are at such like a calorie deficit with running and lifting, but I don't know. I think, I think also just, this isn't just you in general, but I think a lot of people think lifting is just for the look and they don't see an actual functional purpose of it and i think that's that's, so wrong that's like why the popularity of like functional fitness and crossfit and like a bunch of other things have kind of replaced the idea of people's like health when in Mm. reality just skeletal muscle mass in general is what the healthy part is and the fastest way to 
I would say target build muscle mass is by a bodybuilding type training regimen because you're doing muscle isolation movements. Yeah. Functional fitness and everything is amazing and it's great, but I think it's funny how that's become like the stigma of like, like healthy muscle tissue building. And like, that's the proper and good way to be strong is to be like full range of motion movements, like yeah. lunges with very light weight, knees over toes, making sure you're doing all this stuff where it's like, I do all of that with heavier weight and a hack squat motion or a walking lunge motion, knees over toes, full hip, hip flexor extension, like things along yeah. those lines. But because it's of course wrapped around a whole stigma of meatheads that can't even touch their toes and like, <laughs> like have hurt themselves doing crazy amounts of deadlift powerlifting movements, like is morphed in with bodybuilding. I think it's yeah. gotten a stigma of being like an unhealthy thing to do is to lift weights and oh there's no mm. way you can lift weights when you get older which is so backwards yeah it's not true it's like the most important when you're like 40 50 60 to, to be doing strength. that if you can't yeah. do a dip it's and like balance if, if you fall over and you catch yourself on a chair you're just going to topple when you're older it's like falling is yeah. one of the biggest issues once you get older and if you're not mm. maintaining muscle mass that's where a lot of the issues come in yeah that makes sense I mean, it's definitely, yeah, I think there is a lot of stigma around bodybuilding. It's probably more like when someone says that, they think like Arnold Schwarzenegger or like spray tans and stuff like that. And Beasts. like, yeah, I mean, it's, there's so much associated, but like, if you think about the movements themselves, like, yeah, they're just, they're honestly like safer. Like I would I think it's funny that Heather went straight for like Olympic lifts, like mm -hmm. style CrossFit workouts. So I'm like, if you think about it, like the kind of like bodybuilding style of exercise, like the muscle isolation and things like that, generally you're, you can use machines to do everything. And it mm -hmm. just, in most scenarios is like safer. Like you can't really drop, like it's harder to drop weight on yourself. It's machines are you definitely know, safer than like a free harder to do more than you should and like not real like because you can like we were talking about earlier if you're doing an olympic lift you can like recruit muscles in places you really shouldn't be to move weight in a form that's horrendous mm -hmm. but like successfully get it over your head and then you're like oh i did that but like you just destroyed your back like tweaked yeah, exactly. your back out when you should have been using like mostly shoulders and core and you're just like oh i like recruited like my lower back to get that weight <laughs> above my head and then I can't get out of bed the next day. I think it's funny. Like, yeah. And even like the kettlebell stuff, like I do think those things are great, but I think there's gotta be stepping stones to every like fitness journey. And it's the same like journey you've been on where you kind of like have made a big loop from like bodybuilding into the more functional stuff, more like you've done like bigger bulks. You've done more like lean strength training routines, like, all kinds of things and you've come back to the like kind of just like simple i'm kind of like I, I straightforward mindset it's definitely more i wouldn't even say it's scientific but i would say it's more calculated now yeah uh, it's it, it's definitely become more calculated like when i first you don't started, spend three hours in the gym oh yeah anymore. no i don't like i used to i used to spend like an hour and a half in the gym and i would look at my apple watch and i basically wouldn't leave until i burned about like 800 active calories which is dumb and like <laughs> now i watch videos where it's like mike menser is always talking or even sam solik now he's based he listens to he listens to mike talk about things but the goal is it it isn't an, sam solik listens to when the going gets tough 
No, I wish, dude. That'd be hey. hilarious. What if we message him? Ah, he would never, but that'd be so cool. But uh, he might, honestly, if we were just honest. If we we're just like cool about it, maybe I'll maybe I'll shoot a DM. Maybe I have to now. Um, but basically, it he was listening to Mike Munster. It's not like an aerobic goal. Like you don't go to the gym to like be high heart rate and take forever and leave exhausted. Like, oh, oh my gosh, yeah, it's it like, doesn't no, make sense. The whole goal is just to stimulate the muscle, grow it, and then get out. And like what you said, 45 minutes. Paige and I went together to do leg day, which is usually a long day, in and out in 45 minutes. It's That's like awesome. you don't have to be there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Paige was only doing one warm-up set and one working set because she's like, I don't want to tax my body too hard. And she just stimulated growth and then got out. Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like what I'm doing is actually like making me feel like a lot stronger without – waking up the next day and being like, Oh, it's going to take me three days to recover from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is so funny. Cause like a lot of times people will go to a personal trainer for the first time and they'll leave the training session. Like I can't even walk. They're like, I, I was in bed for like three days, unable to move. And it's like, that is so backwards of what a personal trainer should be doing with their client on the first session. Say something. I'm giving <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. It's like, I think, um, where we talked about this, where with Heather, where like the goal should not be to be so depleted and fatigued that like you feel horrible because that's the feeling that you leave the gym with, right? And then, mm-hmm. like, that's the feeling you associate with the gym. And so, mentally, if you're new, if you're a beginner and you don't have that history of like, okay, I know how to deal with this. It's like, yeah, I don't want to go back, you know? And that is a significant inhibitor. Like, I feel like it's the same thing with running. Zoe and I laugh about it all the time where we'll have like, we'll go for like a 10 or 12 mile run and the first five miles feel horrible. Mm -hmm. And we're like, most people think we're crazy for running five miles, but that's when we start to feel better, start to feel warmed up after about an hour. And then the next hour and change feels amazing. And it's like, just pushing through that initial feeling we have that history you know the consistency and the the experience to look back on and be like we know like it's not probably going to feel awful the whole time so it's like if the first three four or five miles suck you just keep going and then it gets better but if you've never gotten to the better part then you're like ah, i hate this i hate running <laughs> this, this isn't yeah. worth it it feels terrible and yeah, it does feel terrible. It feels terrible if you're not warmed up. It feels terrible if you haven't been running a lot and you go out and try to run a lot. And I love the like constant, you know, message that we are signaling here where it's like you have to build slowly, you have to build intentionally, take small steps every single day. And it's insane how much you can accomplish. Mm-hmm. But if you try to bite off more than you can chew with physical fitness, nine times out of 10, you're either going to get hurt or have a really bad experience. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think it, it's a, that's why I think fitness and training is such a good analogy for life. Like even what you were talking about is adjusting to the sales thing, but you can't do too much. If you do too much, you're going to leave feeling sore and fatigued and you're not going to want to go back. And yeah. the same exact way you should be taking steps forward slowly and just trusting the Mm -hmm. process that if you're doing everything else that you should be doing, you should be eating enough protein, you're resting enough, you're whatever, checking all the boxes that it'll all be, all be okay. And you will start to see progress. It's just not going to be as Mm -hmm. instantaneous as we all want it to be like everything else in the world. Yeah. It's not, it's so funny because I think it might be the last thing 
in our modern society that's like not like you can't buy it <laughs> mm-hmm. you cannot you can't, buy health you can't you want... freaking buy it man well they're trying now i mean ozempic's like what i think that's the most interesting thing i've seen now is like i mean ozempic you, you know obviously you've heard about how it's like all in the news it's like the new fad uh drug well apparently it's been being used for a while but it's like a diabetes medication that's being used for weight loss okay it, it basically just uh shrinks i think i don't know if it physically shrinks your stomach and i'm not going to say anything with certainty because i'm not fully aware but it lowers your appetite greatly mm. so basically it just and it's funny you know how scientifically people say it's not calories in calories out but the whole premise of the entire drug is to lower your, your calories in yeah yeah your calories in, which is also going to lower your energy no matter what mm-hmm. so ozempic's like very popular right now and some scientists that i that i even like agree with that are like on like the cutting edge of like stem cells and peptides and stuff like that are saying o- ozempic's good i think it's in some sort of like peptide family or whatever but mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's one of those things where you will lose size because you're not eating enough, but they're running into issues with people. It doesn't change the fact that people aren't educated with diet. So, yeah. okay, I'm not as hungry. Oh, I'm only going to have one slice of pizza for lunch today instead of five. And then I'm only going to have one can of chicken soup tonight instead of, I don't know, seven meatballs and marinara hot pockets. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just throwing <laughs> out random things. But at the end of the day, like this. Adam's are- de- day in the life. <laughs> yeah. My bulk, <laughs> seven hot pockets. <laughs> No, but um, it, it's one of those things where like then people are just atrophying away muscular wise. And so they're just turning into like very feeble and like dangerously not weak, but like fragile in a way mm. where they go from so big and then they're losing fat, which is great, but they're progressively losing muscle at the same time. So yeah, even though there is something now that can make it easier for you to lose weight and get quote unquote healthier at the end of the day, it's not, as we said, the complete puzzle piece because if you're not eating properly and you're not strength training you're going to lose all your muscle mass with your body fat and then you're just going to be extremely weak extremely low energy and i would say not health not healthy to a different standard than how you were unhealthy to start so yeah definitely i think that's why i love health because it's like you have you put in what you wait what you put in is what you get out and like that's what's so satisfying about it is you see somebody you're like clearly they've been grinding and that's why I love, I'm like, they've dedicated to this because they look great or yeah. they're running fast or whatever. Sorry. Yeah, Ma- definitely. Massive rant there. All right. Well, that was a massive rant. And if I don't know what I'm talking about, I don't know what I'm talking about. So I apologize, but I think I didn't <laughs> too crazy. No, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think it's the last frontier. It's the last thing in life that like we actually have to work for like genuinely. I mean, if you're, you know, privileged enough to be listening to this podcast, you live in, you know, such an advanced society. Like I know there's people that, you know, every day is super hard and there's some people with manual labor jobs. So that's different, you know, like they experience that in a different way. But I think for most Americans, it is one of the last things that like, doesn't come with instant gratification mm-hmm. uh, that everyone experiences across the board. Cause it's like, we all have the choice to decide what we're going to do with our health and well being, And it might seem easier for some people than others, but at one point or another in your life, it's going to come to a head where you got to start choosing to invest in the long term. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and I think the longer you wait, the, 
harder and scary it gets. Like, definitely. I don't know, Kevin. Kevin Eubanks. I bring him up all the time, but shout I, out. We have revisited Kevin's goals and we're replanning them. We're meeting Monday morning, but he was at a wedding. I'm not disclosing like a ton of information because it's not fully my place to speak. But a very young male had a heart attack, like literally mid ceremony. One of the groomsmen. Dang. Mid ceremony. He's like one of the mid- groomsmen. Groomsmen. Dang. Mid ceremony went into cardiac arrest. And I always say, like, it's that's like, a bummer, dude. God, yeah, a huge bummer. But uh, <laughs> God, God works in crazy ways because these crazy like things have happened all the time. Like Kevin has had a situation happen where he's like trained because his parents are both EMT. Like his mom was a nurse. His dad was EMT paramedic and firefighter. So his dad was there and he knew exactly how to handle the situation, resuscitated the guy and like basically saved his life. But Kevin said, like, this guy was pretty healthy. He was like mid 20s and after he realized like, oh my gosh, like this guy, okay, he has heart heart problems running his family. But at the end of the day, he's still a mid 20 year old who had a heart attack. And Kevin, knowing he isn't the healthiest person was like, this has been a huge wake up call. I'm in my mid 20s, mm-hmm. or about to be in my mid 20s. I have not taken my health seriously yet. I've said I was gonna for a while. And then he was like, he texted me, he's like, I'm sick this week because of the wedding. And he's like, also, I'm never drinking again. And I said, okay, that's fair. <laughs> that was me in the 26th of December. But <laughs> I said, Monday, we'll lock it in. We're going to meet every morning digitally before his morning, sorry, morning walk run. And then we're going to meet up one more time every single week, whether it's a Saturday or a weekday. And we'll probably do some strength nice. training. But I'm like, that's dude, awesome. we are, I was like, we're not playing games anymore. Because that's just how he needs to be trained as he's a, yeah. we're not playing games anymore, Kevin. I'm like, we're taking this seriously. Like he needs somebody <laughs> to be drill sergeanting him at certain points. But I don't know. I think, especially being our age, it's easy for people our age to take their health for granted. And you'll just see people be like, ah, oh, yeah, I slipped out of it. I lost my gains. Or yeah, I haven't been doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But they don't take it as like, hey, I might be taking time away from myself in the future or like this could set up a poor habit that might last a couple years so i don't know i just think it's so serious and i'm so passionate as everybody knows but (laughs) yeah that's that's just something that has happened recently with kevin which has been crazy a lot of passion in this podcast mostly strong feelings so i apologize everybody this is (laughs) no we need the rants. We need the energy. I think it's hard to understand how important it is when like, it's easy for you to feel healthy, but I think a lot of us don't realize how numb we are to what like feels bad day to day, you know? And it's only when you start using those muscles and when you start going out and running, you're like, wow, this is way harder than it should be. Mm -hmm. And those are good wake up moments for all of us because it never ends. That's the thing that kind of drives me nuts, but I'm also like thankful for is that I'm never going to be able to rest from like, like, yeah, you have rest days, but it's never, I'm not, I'm not going to be at, you know, the end of my running career, late forties and be like, all right, time to hang it up. And I don't have to like try anymore. Yeah. I'm always going to have to try. Now. Yeah, I'm always going to have to try. And that's super frustrating because it seems impossible to keep it up. But there's no alternative, honestly. So it's like, just 
if you if we build these habits and you can build them at any age then it becomes way easier to maintain because mm-hmm. at this point in my life even after my hiatus last year i just can't imagine not training for something oh yeah i can't i i don't i just would it wouldn't if you ever see me and you're like sean hasn't run in three years and he hasn't picked up a weight there's something really wrong <laughs> that means sean hasn't been talking to me in a while either which yeah is also there's like something <laughs> dead inside of him because that is just not who he is and you know like there's definitely a difference between like identity and like what we participate in and all that that's a whole nother conversation but i do think like as humans we were designed to move and so it is who we are like it is a part of who we are we we're supposed to be strong like we have the potential and the capacity to be super capable but if we don't use those opportunities then there's not you know you're not gonna have anything yeah i agree i agree i was literally just gonna say something i'm trying to think it's one of those days yeah i know i i I was i had like the perfect follow-up and i completely blanked on it it'll come back to you i was gonna say i think that's why we pester so much about finding the one thing that you can consistently do Mm. like even my my easy to make it a habit yeah my manager like started playing basketball like once a week full court pickup and he was like okay He's like, this has got me going. And then he gets out there every single day, runs the court, does what he does, mm-hmm. you know, get some boards, put up some layups, do his thing. But it's it's still something that he can maintain week over week. And he's been doing it since the new year. So he's like, yeah, That's maybe awesome. I don't love lifting weights and I don't love going on runs, but I do enjoy basketball. So I'm going to go play pickup basketball a lot and stay in shape that way. It's like, that's great. You're getting your heart yeah. rate up. You're doing cardiovascular movement, and you're also maybe if he gets strong. really into it, he'll be like, "I should run a couple days a week so I can be better at pickup." Exactly. Like hit the gym because then it'll help me be better at pickup. Yeah, that's. I have a friend who's playing like pickup football, Whoa. like two hand or I think flag football, and he's trying to put a league together. And he was talking about how he could see himself wanting to go to the gym more because he would be doing it so he could perform a little bit better playing football. And I was like, that's awesome. That's perfect. That's perfect yeah. motivation. I agree. I think I think that is a great thing. I will say the one activity that does not help with me going and hitting weights is the golf. It feels exact opposite. So I think <laughs> you're going to golf. Don't do what I do because it's horrible. And I'm just kidding. It's probably not the weights. It's probably just me. But uh, <laughs> I was talking to my one friend, James, who's been on the podcast. And um, first off, we got to have James back on. He's great definitely in a while but um he i was like he's like do you play golf i was like yeah i play golf i play so poorly and he's like dude same he's like i stink so bad i go i swear it's because i hit the gym he goes bro thank you somebody finally said it he's like you're the (laughs) only one that would get it he's like my chest gets in the way i swear he's like if i extend my arms my chest gets in the way and i was like but i feel like there's some pro golfers that got better because they started lifting weights Bryson DeChambeau is the only guy that got like big, but like now he's like cut down and he's more just like toned. He looks like very yeah. athletic, but he doesn't look like mm. jacked anymore. But yeah, some of the long drive dudes are behemoths and it probably does help to lift. But dude, you know what guys probably... are shredded is tennis players. Who, golf guys? No, tennis players. Oh, yeah. Well, they're crazy. The amount of running you're doing in tennis, it's insane. I can't. Yeah, that's just. Yeah. I don't know. What sport what sport would you like to play professionally if you could play a sport professionally, Sean? 
Hockey, 100%. Ice hockey? Yes. Do you ever play ice hockey? No, but like – You played street hockey, I love right? I love ice skating. We played tons of street hockey growing up. I did and not think you were going to say that first off. Dude, that was that really? not what I thought you were say. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think I'm like – I'm not – I'm probably a little bit too short, but I think I'm sh- – I could be one of those shifty guys that's like just ripping. Um, yeah, I don't know. Wow, I did not think that at all. But, so did you? Did you go to a lot of Liberty hockey games and just be like, "Dang, dude, that could have been me in a different world." Not a ton. I mean, every hockey game, I I love going to hockey games. We've been to a bunch in Fort Wayne, nice. um, visiting Zoe's family, and they have seats like right on the ice, and it's. Oh, it's so fun. People just, they're like, they're like, first first game I went to, they're like, don't put your beer on the ledge next to the glass. And then someone in like slammed up against it. They were like, that's why. That's so awesome. <laughs> it'll just, yeah, it'll just spill everywhere. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I love how aggressive it is. I feel like I would get a lot of my emotions out doing it mm. and feel good. Do you wish you had like a outlet, like sport outlet to get aggression out? I do that on my runs for sure. I feel like, yeah, like, especially going uphill or just like doing any speed them. work when you're just like, oh, hammering. Feels so good. Yeah. I, I, I would definitely say, I, I've always thought about it too. Like, when I play pickleball with my wife, I'm so aggressive. <laughs> dude, I've had a couple of pickleball moments where I've been like, all right, dude. <laughs> like, I've had I'm a pissed. couple of. Like, I've had a couple like push up to the net and spikes where I'm like, geez, all right, dude, let's chill out. Like that's, <laughs> it's a little aggressive there. Yeah. So and I always joke, we're like, is this good for us or no? Like it's good guys, to spend do you guys time together. Each other? Sometimes we get a little heated. Oh, oh yeah. And she's so much better than me. I mean, if you look at oh, the, really? our fridge, we have our, we have our score from all of our previous games. We have an all time <laughs> marriage tournament going and she's oh. up like seven games. <laughs> Dude, you want me yeah, to give you? Brutal. So you guys playing singles? Or are you playing? You're playing singles against each other, right? Yeah. Oh, singles is so fun. Singles. Is I so love hard. playing singles. I mostly play doubles. Dude, doubles is hard for me because it's the communication, the coordination is just like. I could get, dude. I would get you so dialed in. I'll get you so dialed in. You <laughs> I think Zoe and I are gonna play pickleball right after this. So I'm really? super stoked. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, so one tip I will say is that basically all the pros. I know you said you like to play back, but if you start playing up, this is what you basically do is if you hit one oh, yeah. shot, you hit one dink shot. So the ones that like go over the net and land just in the kitchen or just outside of the kitchen. Yeah. And that puts her out of position. That's when you press up to the net because then yeah. she's going to oh, have yeah. to hit a recovery shot immediately. And then you just spike it and then it's game. Wham. Over. So I heard your dad is like a pickleball legend. My dad is the club champion of pickleball. Not even <laughs> kidding. So there's a club champion for golf at every clubhouse, which is like a very common thing with like country clubs. Yeah. And my dad is the pickleball club champion. It's that's hilarious. awesome. But yeah, so like legend. that's how you that's how you play doubles. That's how you play singles too. Is it's like you hit a dink shot. So work on your shot from distance. Have it land short. They have to run and play recovery to get it. And they usually they hit it up or they hit it like basically just like a pretty easy get shot and that's where you yeah. punish it and you just spike it yeah spiked so let you know that's how you play i'll have, for to, try it. I'll have to try it tonight dude I'll that's a fun, know how it goes. that is a fun activity that has been one of the best things i think that has happened to america recently yes freaking pickleball everybody there's a bunch it. of indoor courts coming everywhere dude it's there's so, so many we got one you pay six bucks six bucks which is like cheaper than anything everywhere nowadays and you can go play yeah. pickleball for a full hour in like a great indoor complex that's awesome so that's great entertainment activity. 
and it's good. It's like everybody can play pickleball too. So it's not like the barrier to entry with like golf or say oh, yeah. activity where there's like so many, you can play and have fun weird. at every level. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's dope, dude. I, you better win today. I just gave you the golden <laughs> ticket. Are you kidding me? I don't know. It's been, we haven't practiced, but we haven't played much recently because the weather's been so bad, but got to get sharp again. We'll see. That's so be a good time. Yeah. We got to, um, when, one of us visits each other with the the ladies. We have to get a game going. I think. Oh, that would be awesome. Paige and I have been playing for like three years now, so we've been playing Dang. for a while. Like Auburn put in brand new pickleball courts our senior year. Oh, Wait, no, that's junior fun. year second second semester, I think even. And so we were playing pickleball with yeah. like large groups forever, and then I go home and play all summer, and then go back. Yeah. So I don't Dude, know. you guys got to get a tournament going. It's it's the best. Just keep score. Who wins the most games? If we played singles, I think I normally I I normally win in singles. I'm a little bit better than Paige, but I think pro- probably technical wise, she's better. Dude, you'd be surprised. Like sometimes you're just not. It's like so mental when you're not playing good. Like it's momentum. Uh, it's crazy. Totally. It's so momentum. Dude, this has been a wild podcast. We went from lifting oh, to know. ranting to. To Adam being emotional, just screaming at the microphone, and then now we're talking about pickleball. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for sticking with us the last yeah. year and change. We're going to keep rolling out more content, more podcasts, intro music. Yes, We got a music. couple fire guests lined up. Yes. Um, David Goggins. Yeah, be exciting. <laughs> They'd probably get on. No. Imagine. That'd be insane. I think he would roast us. Dude, I don't know. I don't know if he's that tough. <laughs> okay, dude. You'd probably hit him immediately. I ran like... a faster time than him at Hellgate. So yeah, I know. But I, I just know. saw something his wife posted where she was like, "Yeah, David." He's and married I, again. Uh, or it's his girlfriend Jennifer. But uh, okay, he was like, or fiance. But she was like, she was like, people don't realize how what Goggins does. She's like, we just finished dinner, and he goes, "I want to go ruck twelve miles." And then it was her in the car. She goes, "It's midnight." He's about eight miles in right now, and they're on like the interstate, and he's just rucking. And I'm like, this is just insane. I'm like, this is just. I hope that she's into like crazy stuff like that. She doesn't care. It... She seems so chill about it. Like she seems like the only person. She's got to be do. into exercise or like working out. Otherwise, that's why he's been divorced like three times. Yeah, who knows? I mean, everybody's got he's got demons that nobody knows about. So. <laughs> yeah, they're serious. He, he fired. He fired jumps for or smoke jumps for fun. So that's crazy. Yeah, that's that you crazy. Sign up to do that when you're a millionaire, but. That's besides the fact. Um, also, by the way, Sean, because you never asked me the professional sport I would want to play. Oh, dang, dude. I'm a bad friend. I'm sorry. Whatever. I'm getting used to it. No, dude, kidding. what would you I'm play kidding. if you were going to play <laughs> professional sport? No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, this is always a hard one for me. I feel like tennis. I can see you doing tennis. No, I hate tennis. <laughs> no, I would never play tennis. That's lame. I would maybe... Dude, all, all I keep thinking is professional like skier because that's what I wanted to do when I was a kid. Oh, like, skiing. That's what I, yeah, because you freaking born and went to Vermont. Vermont, bro. Yeah, probably pro skiing. I think that would be so dope. Yeah, cool. Setting on that, guys. Let's put a question in this episode in the bottom. What professional sport would you play if you could? It doesn't matter how good you are at things, it's just like more of an insightful dream thing. Like, I could have said football, but I wouldn't because I don't want to get hit in the head that much. So, bang. There you go. Bang, literally. All right, you mother toughers. Peace out. Peace. Peace up. Eight down.